Hello there. Welcome to our second episode of the Genuine Mississippi podcast. I'm your host, Mississippi's Commissioner of Agriculture and Commerce, Andy Gibson. And here on Genuine Mississippi, we're covering the very best of everything genuinely grown, raised, crafted, and made right here in the Magnolia State. Today, we're taking a unique look at the craft beverage industry in Mississippi. The craft beverage industry is a growing industry all over the United States, and some of Mississippi's finest beverage crafters are members of the Genuine Mississippi program. These Genuine Mississippi crafted products are served in restaurants and sold in retail locations across the South, and in some cases, internationally. We have some very special guests who'll be joining us today. Uh, Really, they're from every region of the state. We've got Leslie Henderson from Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company from Kiln. She'll be joining us by phone. Uh, Here in studio, Jerry Carter from Queens Reward Meter in Tupelo. And David Rich from Rich Grain Distilling in Canton. Our producer, Mark Leffler, is with us as well, and we appreciate all your good work. Yeah, thank you. Welcome, everyone. Let's get right into this discussion of genuine Mississippi crafted products. All right, we are excited today to have Leslie Henderson of Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company join us. She's a pioneer in this uh, industry, and uh, she's calling in today, and we're so glad she could join us. Leslie, we appreciate you calling in. I know traveling can be difficult when you're running a, a small business, and uh, appreciate you taking the time. Why don't you take a few minutes and tell us about Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company? Sure. Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company is Mississippi's first packaging brewery since Prohibition. Um, this is a labor of love for me and Mark. We are native Mississippians. We were born and raised here. We went to college at Mississippi State University. And I want to also give a shout out to the Mississippi School for Math and Science. We are both graduates of that program and can't say enough good things about it. Um, Part of the reason we are in Mississippi is because of the Math and Science School. Um, Mm. A lot of, you know, people are talking about the brain drain of Mississippi. Well, we wanted to turn that around and go, you know what, Mississippi really invested in us. Let's invest in Mississippi, and that's what we've been doing for the last 15 years. We saw a potential opportunity to bring a great industry to the state that would bring a lot of good attention, a lot of positive things, a lot of great jobs and economic activity to our state, and wanted to wanted to do that at a time when it just wasn't big in the southeast. There were a few craft breweries at the time we were looking into this in the early 2000s, but really, you had Abita, and they weren't nearly as big as they are now. Um, even Sweetwater was still pretty tiny. Um, Yazoo was just getting started up. So this was really breaking new ground and, and being a pioneer. And, it, and that's something we really had a passion for. We wanted to do something that people said couldn't be done, prove them wrong, and really set a precedent for excellence in the state of Mississippi and set a standard. And we are currently known for having excellent beers, really good quality products, and we're known nationwide and even internationally. So that's what I'm really proud of is having started this in my home state and being able to stay in my home state. Well, that is great, and that's exactly why we have the Genuine Mississippi program. I, I want to thank you for being a member. I think you were one of our early members, and 
we really appreciate that uh, as as you help us uh, really shine a spotlight on all the great things grown raised crafted in your case and made right here in mississippi so tell me how did you get started how does one get started in uh the uh, building a brewing company where do you begin oh well for us it began with um having engineering degrees um wow okay that's a great hobby yeah (laughs) this this particular hobby really appeals to engineers and scientists because it is so heavily involved in in science you have biochemistry you have heat transfer you have controlled aspects um a lot of chemical engineering types of ideas going on in there um and we we learned about the hobby from a friend and it really just it was a way to pull together both of our interests he's electrical engineer i'm a chemical engineer and it was something we could do together and I could work on the recipe formulations and getting the chemical composition of the water just right. And he could work on building gadgets and control systems. Um, we started off obviously home brewing and this was a way to, to do experiments on five gallon batches to see what would happen if we added forbid, pecans to a batch of beer. This was something that um, not many people were doing because oil can be very difficult in a beer it hurts the foam of the beer so people just generally don't do it we worked around that and just had a lot of fun doing experimentation but the problem with brewing five gallons of beer four times in a weekend you end up with a lot of beer and there's nothing you can do with it other than share it with a bunch of friends so we ended up having some great beer tasting parties and getting a lot of feedback from our friends and people telling us we should go pro um, and after looking into that and spending a lot of time researching that and looking for financing, we finally took the plunge. And even the day that we signed the lease on our building, there were still people who thought that it was illegal to root beer in Mississippi. <laughs> really smart people, but none of them had asked the right questions of the right people. But we had taken the time to do that research to find out that, oh, you know what, Mississippi actually does allow this. Nobody had thought to to try it out but we got in touch with the right people and um, made the right connections on that front and somehow convinced a wonderful community banker to lend us some money this was dusty Rhodes at whitney bank at the time um Mm. and this is you know i can't say enough about small town bankers who pay attention to what's going on in their community and believe in the entrepreneurs who are right there in their hometown um he made all the difference to us and all the difference to mississippi so dusty is always near our hearts even though he has passed away wow what a great story i know people can go on the genuineMS.com website and and look at your products and your company profile uh but uh bottom line is you are the oldest packing brewery in the state of mississippi is that right we are the oldest packaging brewery that we are aware of since prohibition i'm not sure what breweries mississippi had licensed in the state prior to that um but we there were several brew pubs that had started before us. Yeah. So we weren't the first licensed brewery, but the first one to package product to sell it through the distribution channel. Yes. Okay. And you've been in business since 2005. 2005, we brewed that first batch of beer. That's right. That was a very um, eventful year for us and for all of Mississippi with Hurricane Katrina. Sure it was. My goodness. Wow. What a year. And uh, what a testimony to your business uh, to have come through that. And, well, I would um, say it's actually a testimony to Mississippi um, because as we were rebuilding, people along the coast and throughout Mississippi looked around and said, you know what, we were impacted by the storm. We're, 
we're standing up and rebuilding our business. We want to work with other local businesses. So we saw a lot of Mississippians, a lot of coast residents reaching out and helping their neighbors and helping local businesses. And I've seen so much more local-to-local business after Katrina than I ever mm-hmm. saw before. So it was wow. a real game-changer in a positive way. Wow, that's a great, a great uh, story. And it's so true, uh, the, the resilience of the Mississippi Gulf Coast and, and our people. Um, and then I, I guess my last question is uh, not a, really a question, but just an opportunity. I want you to tell us about uh, your place, about the brewery itself. Uh, what do you do there? I understand it's a very social place, a great gathering place, uh, and the events that you have. It is, yeah. We have, since uh, the, the law changed in 2017 to allow breweries to sell direct to customers and to have tap rooms, we have opened a wonderful tap room space. We call it the porch. But thankfully, it's an enclosed porch, so we have air conditioning. Mm. Uh, we have <laughs> a, a large event space, so over 2,500 square feet, enclosed and air conditioned, but big glass windows looking out onto the production area. So you get to sit back have a flatbread, drink some beers, and look out at the packaging line running. Um, We do give tours of the entire facility so you can see how everything is made. We're very family-friendly. We have Top Brothers Popsicles made locally. All of our bread is made at Sirius Bread about 15 minutes away. We have a, a wonderful little kitchen that does some great dishes for pairing with beers. And people come in and take over the facility pretty frequently for private events such as bachelor mm-hmm. parties, wedding receptions. We keep it very simple. We work with local caterers. Um, it's just a fun place to be. We bring in a lot of local bands as well. So again, try to keep it very family friendly. I have two young children and I want to make sure that they can come in and have a good time. Um, we get a lot of travelers who are going from Florida to Texas and might never get off the interstate if they didn't see our billboard on I-10 we are the gateway to Mississippi for a lot of people who never otherwise thought of stopping. Because it's not that long of a, a trip on the coast. I mean, you've got about yeah. 80 miles of interstate yeah, on, in Mississippi on the coast. They don't even have to stop for gas. But yeah. we give them a reason to get off the interstate, and we give them information about other things going on in Mississippi. So that's really important to us to be an ambassador for the whole state. That is great, and that maybe that's a great uh, segue to my last question, and which is, what what does it mean to you to be a member of Genuine Mississippi, the program itself? Genuine Mississippi is such a needed program in Mississippi. We sell beer in gosh, eighteen different states and three foreign countries. Wow, your mission is our mission. So I'm glad yeah. that we have you doing this. It means a lot. Thank you. We appreciate you being a member. We appreciate the opportunity to, to shine a spotlight on you and, and most importantly on the great things Mississippi has to offer through the Genuine Mississippi program. Absolutely. Thank you for all that you do for us as well. well Leslie, where can people find out more about uh, Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company? LazyMagnolia.com, and we have a Facebook page. Just look us up uh, under Lazy Magnolia. All right, and so because of uh, your work, your pioneering work, Leslie, we're able to now move on and have a discussion uh, not only with you but with a Meadery uh, and also a distilling company. Uh, in other regions of the state. So thanks again for being here. We appreciate your time and your work. Thank you so much. It was great talking with you. 
Hi, I'm Don Vanderwerken, partner with Pearl River Tea. I'm David Rich from Rich Grain Distilling Company in Canton, Mississippi. I'm Leslie Henderson, founder of Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company. I'm Jerry Carter from Queen's Reward Meadery. I am Genuine Mississippi. I am Genuine Mississippi. I am Genuine Mississippi. And we are Genuine Mississippi. So let's uh, start with you, Jerry. Welcome. Thank you. Good to have you. Uh, how is Queen's Reward Meadery doing these days? That's great. Well, that's great. We are delighted you came here all the way from Tupelo, Mississippi. Yep, we drove all the way down. Well, uh, I, you know, the word meadery and mead may not be familiar to a lot of Mississippians or folks who will be listening, but uh, tell us what mead is and how you got started with Queen's Reward Meadery. So mead is wine made with honey. So we make wine with all Mississippi honey. So we're the only meadery in the entire world making wine with Mississippi honey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Say that one more time. <laughs> you're, the, you're the only... We're the only meadery in the entire world making wine with all Mississippi honey. Now that is amazing. Yeah, yeah. and it's really good. Tupelo, too. Mississippi. So mead is really cool. Actually, it's the oldest fermented beverage on the planet. It predates grape wine and beer by thousands of years because it can occur in nature without any human intervention. So we really don't know how long it's been here. Um, so honey in a natural setting can ferment and become if water gets in there and the and like a hive will get sealed up when the wax melts water will get in there's natural yeast in the air that starts the fermentation process and it'll make mead it may not be real great mead but it'll make mead so (laughs) you've got me me curious i wonder who who found that well whoever it was was really happy let me promise you that Well, how in the world did you get the idea to start a meadery? Well, I started to tease people and say I started making alcohol because I taught kindergarten and first grade. <laughs> um, and there's a little truth to that. But the truth is we were making wine at home, just using kits, playing just as a hobby. Um, and we thought we were getting good at this. So we decided to make some wine without a kit. Problem is we didn't have any grapes and mississippi doesn't is not known for growing wine grapes right. so um we started searching for recipes and found a recipe to make wine with honey i didn't know what mead is didn't even know i was making mead when we started um by the time the fermentation had finished and we had our first batch ready to try i realized we were making mead and, and it was pretty good but i didn't know what it was supposed to taste like so you know you didn't know if you'd done a good job or not so we ran to the liquor store to buy some could not buy any mead in mississippi at that time so Hmm. that was when the first thoughts entered our mind what what year was that that was probably about five years ago five or six well longer than that i guess gracious about six years ago maybe six or seven um so that was when we first considered this possibility um so we had a lot of learning to do that first batch tasted more like moonshine than mead we thought we knew what we were doing (laughs) so anyway we kept playing with it and tweaking our recipes and um had explored um, and, and would search out meads made from other places in the country. Um, eventually sent some of our meads into an international mead competition just to get some feedback, see how we were doing. And when we won a second and third place award, we were like, let's just do this. Wow. So, yeah. wow. Mississippi so that, mead. Right, right, yeah. right. So that Mississippi honey must, must mean, be the key. And since then, we've, we've actually entered several mead competitions and wine competitions, and we we, we bring home medals every time. So, so far, so good, right? So, um, no, absolutely. And I think, a, abs- actually, I joke about the Mississippi honey, but that is truly 
critical. I mean, that's we what makes this best, so good. We have some of the best honey. Absolutely. Best beekeepers. That's the, exactly in right. The, in the world. I bet you know, they're very happy about your yeah. business. <laughs> that's exactly right. If you, have, if you have allergies, you can have local honey. Right. Does, does the mead work Well, the same? I don't know what happens when it ferments, but look, it's worth a try, right? right? I mean, right. you know. <laughs> so, uh, I guess let me back up and ask you about the honey. Where do you, where did you get your first honey? Where do you get your honey today? If you can tell us, is it a secret? Oh, uh, no, absolutely not. Um, all of our honey actually comes from y'all's backyard. It's right here in Yazoo County, right nearby. Okay. In fact, I have a cranberry meat out there, and the, the we get honey in, in 55-gallon drums. That honey had a sticker on the top that said Mississippi Ag Museum. So that came from the wildflower yeah. field right behind y'all's Ag Museum. Correct. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I've been there. That's yeah. so cool. So absolutely. all comes from right here. And it's actually more local for you than it is me, and I make it. So. Well, how about that? Right in, 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 you're in Tupelo. I am. And uh, you, I guess five years ago, you really kicked this off, and you began to sell. What's the market for mead, and where do you sell? We're all across the state in liquor stores. We're in a few restaurants across the state. Um, we obviously sell it in our tasting room, which is the best way. Then you get to try it before you buy it. They won't let you do that in a liquor store. Mm. So, um, no, but it's just fun. We've, we've, we are, um, we're obviously, like I said, in liquor stores across the state. We just got back from a trip to Canada with the Mississippi Development Authority to kind of explain explore the possibility of exporting yeah. into canada and yeah. um are working with another group that we may be going or sending some of our meads to india we're just we're just exploring anybody that wants it's welcome to have it is basically where we are yeah. <laughs> we're just trying to find those avenues well both of those countries canada and india we have very close uh, trade relationships right. with right india is uh, the fastest growing country in the world so that's a great uh, great opportunity and we hear that they like sweet stuff yeah. and they like alcohol we have got that covered They're going to love us right <laughs> well that's so uh thank you for being a genuine mississippi member what is that uh what does it mean to you and to to, to your metery to be a genuine mississippi member? actually that's it's really critical for us when we when we started talking about doing this lot, lots of meteries across the country will import meads from all over the world different crops that the that this honey comes from they'll import honey not meads import honey in from all over the world um and we considered that as a possibility, but um, we've done a lot of traveling, and one of the things that we've realized um, is by the time you get back home, you're just you're just missing the green. And mm-hmm. I mean, even kudzu. I mean, just anything. Yeah. We just have so much beautiful foliage, and we have things blooming almost year round. We have phenomenal honey, yeah. and so one of our in our business plan when we first started planning this out, it was um, we made that one of our missions is to make this the meat industry is still fairly small in the country um it's actually the fastest growing craft beverage industry in the u.s but we're still teeny tiny because we're just getting started um but we want mississippi mead um to be setting the standard not trying to keep up we want people tasting this product um and and being impressed because this is what I mean, this is Mississippi in this yeah. bottle. This is what these bees are pollinating our backyard. I mean, mm-hmm. this is what we live around all day, every day. And that was uh, so to be a genuine Mississippi product just kind of puts that stamp yeah. on where our heart was when we started this. Does that make yeah. sense? It makes perfect sense. And taking pride in what we have Absolutely. as Mississippians. And it's about time we do that. We have so much to be proud of. Amen. And people need to know. Definitely. And if we don't tell our story, who's going to? Yeah. So Exactly. Well, thank you. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to tell us about uh, your 
company and your plans or uh, next steps? You have well, tastings? Uh, yes, you have yes. tastings, yeah. Absolutely. You what, can come into the tasting room. We have actually have we have eight different meads right <laughs> okay. now. So um, and a slushy. Yeah, you get the slushy last because if we give that to you first, you won't try any of the meads. It's really good. <laughs> so um, no, but it, it, we um, we love doing tastings. It's fun. We'll tell you our stories. We'll tell you the history of mead and um, and it's got a long history. Um, we we love having you in there we make friends we the best we've been open a year our tasting room's been open a little over a year and one of the most the funnest experiences i've had is you make friends people come in christmas was a blast i met everybody's family that came to tupelo because they're bringing their mamas and daddies or their brothers and sisters or their kids are coming to town and they're like i gotta you gotta come try this place so that has been such i didn't see that coming and that was that's been so much fun just the connection that you make Mm -hmm. um working with other people across the state i mean we were just talking out there with with um with rich grain distilling about the possibility of maybe using some of their barrels with some, to age some of our meat. I mean, we're, it's just, we're making things happen. Right, right, right. right. Yeah. But, but people, I mean, we've got something awesome happening in Mississippi, and if we can work together, it just it just magnifies it. Absolutely. Well, we were talking with Leslie at uh, Lazy Magnolia, and you guys, and this is a conversation that would not have happened what Absol- five right, right. years ago, oh, or something yeah, like that. Right. It's just kind of, you know, the this is genuine MS crafted right here. Absolutely. It absolutely is. Well, thank you, Jerry, You're and this welcome. is what an amazing story. We'll come back with some other questions in okay. a minute, but I want to move just for a moment to David Rich with Rich Grain Distilling Company. David from Canton, Mississippi. Yes, welcome. Sir. Thank you for having me. Good to have you here. And uh, you are, uh, as I understand it, pretty much a one-man show, so tell us about <laughs> well, you and your company. Yeah, so uh, I opened uh, Rich Grain Distilling Company. Uh, we turned the still on for the first time in December 2015, so it's been about three and a half years or so. Um, took a little bit longer than that to get up and running. It's um, there's a lot that goes into opening a distillery with licenses and permits, and mm-hmm. we uh, did a, a big renovation on a old building there in downtown Canton. So that's something we're also proud of is we were able to take a, a kind of an old decrepit building and get it back and. Uh, it, it was built in the 1880s and turned it into something new that uh, people could come to. Um, but so that process started probably about five years ago, and we yeah. went into production about three and a half. Um, so we make a lot of different distilled spirits. We make um, a couple different kinds of whiskeys. We make a few different rums. And sort of our claim to fame, what uh, we're most proud of is we're the producers of the first bourbon ever made in mississippi is that what you brought here today yes sir first yes. legal that's right, right. yeah <laughs> that's right wow. well uh that uh, you know so you've been in business now three years yes sir and uh what's the market for your product uh, so you know our product and uh and i, and I don't want to speak for jerry but i think she's probably in the same boat these um sort of craft produced products we're fit, fitting a niche that these aren't being sold at commodity prices mm-hmm. they're they're handmade and so they command a higher price point and and um you know, our target market anyways we're looking for customers who really care about where their food and beverages come from and and what goes into making it and uh have a relationship with the company yeah. that, that that's making it so and that that really is the crafted uh the crafted concept that's we have a category of crafted products and that's a value added and really that is enhanced by the local nature the local crafted mm-hmm. product handmade. handmade handmade that's right yeah so um we don't have a lot of automated equipment when i'm when i'm running the still it's it, you know you're standing there tending it you're turning the valves you're 
you're running all the equipment. I put the label on that bottle. And uh, hmm. when people come and do a distillery tour, I, I hear all the time for folks who've been to, you know, Tennessee and Kentucky and gone to some of these really big distilleries, they almost to a person say it's one of the best tours they've gotten hmm. because they're talking to the person who, who really made it. Yeah. Um, so there, it's a lot more personal. What, what do you think um, being a, a member of this Genuine Mississippi program brings to you? Uh, and, and thank you for being a member. Uh, well, thank, thank you all for, for creating the program. I think the, the biggest thing it does is just brand awareness and exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, as a small company, that's our daily biggest struggle is just getting the word out and yeah. letting people know we're here. Mm-hmm. And um, when people find out, they're you know really eager to buy and be a customer but but just getting the word out yeah and that's something we do uh really every day social media and we're proud to do it to promote your company your products and get the word out we uh, are excited to have both of you in the studio and i want to just open it up here uh you know mark you were talking about earlier this wouldn't have happened a few years ago before the changes in the law and That's it's pretty, such pretty a it, well, it's such a unique group to come together, uh, and a group of first. I mean, Lazy Magnolia uh, is not here with us in studio, but they were, as she said, Leslie said, Mississippi's first packaging brewery since Prohibition. Uh, meat is certainly not new, but uh, it's new to Mississippi, and uh, not only new here, but the first of its kind in the world from a mead standpoint, <laughs> Mississippi Mead. And, and, and kind and, of a new generation of crafting. Yeah, that's, that's right. Able to go on through here. And uh, David, you've got the first bourbon, uh, Mississippi bourbon whiskey ever made in the state of Mississippi. Mm-hmm. That is amazing. Why don't I just open up for both of you to talk about this industry in general, the craft beverage industry. Uh, how has it grown and how has it gotten to the point it is today? What's driving this? Well, you know, I'd say uh, the breweries definitely got it started off. They um, with Lazy Magnolia, they're they're the oldest, I guess. Um, well, maybe that that may not be true. They're definitely the oldest brewery in Mississippi. But I'd say on the whole, the the craft breweries kind of got it started and really opened the door for distilleries to come on and then wineries and meaderies to kind of come on um mississippi um when there's still room to grow we've got if you do the numbers on a per capita basis um we've got the fewest numbers of of breweries wineries and distilleries in the country on a per capita basis so there's still a lot more Mm -hmm. growth in the market Mm -hmm. i think too um consumers are more discerning they they know what they want they don't want something that's just run-of-the-mill that's that's done quick and cheap so that they can get a lot of product on the shelf they want to they like the fact that they can walk into our businesses and see where we make this and and be careful the floor may be sticky because we've been making wine with honey right i mean they they like the fact that they're seeing where this is being made that this is crafted right here they like seeing that that we're bringing this in from i mean like even even with rich grain distilling they're getting as many grains as they can possibly purchase from Mississippi, they're getting here, just like we're doing with our honey. That matters to consumers mm-hmm. these days. They yeah. want to know where their product, where the where it began, and where they're getting it from. Local, and they like meeting the people that are doing it. Yeah, locally sourcing ingredients. Absolutely. Uh, mm-hmm. Inputs. 
what would a meadery tour consist of? And, and David, you can do the same. But. Well, we, we when you come to the meadery, we don't have any set time. If we're there and we've got a free minute, we're happy to show you around. Talking about our mead and what we're doing is not a problem. <laughs> so y'all just come anytime. But we're happy to show you where we make it, um, walk you through the process. We actually have a window, so when you walk into our tasting room, you can see into our production area. We have some big tanks that make that we put make our. It's basically the exact same process as winemaking. We're just the only difference is that the main fermentable in our product is honey instead of grapes. We do have some that have grapes in them as well. We have some that have some other fruits in them. So um, some is a, a common misconception with mead is people will say, "Oh, I I don't like sweet stuff um, because we're making it with honey." And we 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 can choose as a mead maker if you want. This, your product to turn out dry or sweet. So we have some that are very dry, um, very wine-like. We have some that are sweeter, more like a dessert wine, and we have all. We have one that tastes like lemonade. So that <laughs> one sells real well in the summertime. So um, yeah, if you put it over ice, it's fine. Just don't get distracted. Pay attention to how much you're drinking because it will sneak up on you. But um, it's so it's just that's part of the the fun, and I think that's one thing that people enjoy is the fact that you can be creative because you're making it by hand right there in front of them. Um, and so you'll get to see where we make it. We can show you how it's bottled and, I mean, just start to finish the whole filtration process. I mean, the whole, the whole shebang. Yeah. That's awesome. If you, if you come at the right time, we may put you to work. So, <laughs> so you're both using Mississippi products in your uh, process. And uh, I know you, you said you use 100% Mississippi honey. Uh, Jerry, David, tell us about uh, maybe the there may be some struggles with getting some Mississippi uh, 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 ingredients here for your sure. Products. So, um, well, first of all, you know our our flagship product is bourbon, and there's a common misconception among consumers that bourbon only comes from Kentucky, which mm. is is not the case. Bourbon, the federal government actually defines what what bourbon is, and uh, basically it's whiskey that's made in America and you have to follow all these other rules it uh, has to be made from at least 51% corn mm-hmm. so every bourbon on the shelf is made from a majority of corn okay. uh, two, we actually make a few different bourbon recipes and they are made from 66% corn 17% malted barley and either 17% rye or wheat. So okay. one recipe has a little bit of rye, one has a little bit of wheat. Um, we got we got plenty of corn in Mississippi. That's right. So by and large, <laughs> our, our our main most ingredient we use in the distillery is corn, and that all is grown locally. I get it from our Madison County Co-op, which if you come to our distillery, the, the Madison County Co-op is actually a block directly behind. So you may see me driving downtown Canton on a forklift carrying, <laughs> carrying corn from the co-op to the distillery. Uh, I also use locally grown weed. I've got a, a farmer who grows some uh, soft red winter wheat for me for uh, one of our bourbon recipes. Barley and rye, um, more cold weather crops. Right, yeah. um, so those are sourced from the upper Midwest. But uh, we use a lot of locally grown corn, a lot of locally grown wheat. Sounds uh, like the majority of your uh, that's ingredients. That's right. Yeah. That's right. With our production, um, you're putting whiskey in barrels, and with bourbon, the the rules for making bourbon are that you have to use a brand new barrel each and every time. Um, and so, with bourbon production, after you empty the whiskey out of the barrel, you've got all these leftover barrels. You got to mm-hmm. find something to do with. So, generally, distilleries either age different products that aren't bourbon in them, or we sell them to other companies who make other products in them. Mm-hmm. And um, and so that's that's kind of what we talked about is 
I guess we're gonna see if I get some of their barrels. Yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah. As you guys were waiting to get on the yeah. podcast, you're having a conversation mm-hmm. about what you right, could do to right. uh, how yeah. we could work together. Absolutely, that's great. Yeah. Never know. Yeah. We might come up with some really cool cocktails too yeah, that we right. could add. Add these products. A little yeah. honey in your in your bourbon. That's or? right. Right. Never know. <laughs> okay. What has been the response of, by the producers, by, in your case, the, the honey, the, the, the beekeepers, in your case, the farmers uh, that you work with? What do, they, what do they think about this? Oh, it's great. I was talking to my, um, my honey guy. I call him bef- on the way over here, and he was telling me that he has about 600 hives right now, and he's hoping to ha- be up to 1,000 by next year. And I was like, awesome. Hmm. <laughs> so it's great. No, we've, okay. They've been very receptive. Uh, well, one thing in particular uh, – just as a you know agriculture value added kind of product type of thing is we have a lot of waste grains that are left over mm-hmm. in the distilling process after after you ferment the mash and you distill the alcohol out you've got all these uh, wet spent grains that are left over which um, in the in the fermentation process you're turning the starches and the carbohydrates in the grain into alcohol mm-hmm. and then you're taking the alcohol out so what's left at the end is basically the fat fiber and protein components of the grain Mm -hmm. which is really good high quality animal feed so Mm -hmm. i have a a local farmer i work with who uh, i give that to and he feeds berkshire pigs with it and (laughs) finishes them out and uh, that's neat so it's free waste disposal for me (laughs) free animal feed for him and uh very sustainable yes sir (laughs) well that is great um well do you what are your plans for the future uh david let's start with you well our our plans are to just keep making bourbon and uh our our biggest struggle is probably because it's a product that has to age and you 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 put stuff in barrels um there's a couple year lag time there so we're selling today what we made a couple years ago so it's just growing as as fast as you can sustainably to meet the future demand Mm and um and we're trying to do that in a good way to where you know hopefully we can right now uh our demand in Mississippi is we're selling everything we can make in just Mississippi right now. So trying to expand to production to sell in other states. Got it. Okay. How about you, Jerry? Uh, we just we're just growing. We actually just took over the. Um, we we were leasing like a, a probably a third of the building. We just took over the rest of the building like mm. two days ago. It's mm. in a big mess, but um, we're we're planning on expanding our production back there so that we can. Um, the good news is to ferment a tank of mead, whether it's a tank that makes two thousand bottles or ten thousand bottles, it takes the same amount of time. So if you get bigger tanks, you make more product in the same amount of time. So um, our plan is to get some larger tanks so that we can um, just keep keep putting it out there. Y'all just. We're making it as fast as we can make it literally we're, mm-hmm. we're filling those tanks as soon as they're emptied we fill them right back up again okay and we're we're looking just like just like david to get to a place where we're we're saturating mississippi and moving i got to actually got an email this morning with a lady in tennessee has some of her people are walking in asking for it so we're wow. trying to figure out how to get it you know just which is great that's right. awesome that's what we need yeah. we need our our customers and our consumers to go in and and ask for this by name well well, thank you both for being part of the Genuine Mississippi brand. Uh, thank we, you. Thank, thank you for you. being here today. That's all the time we've got. 
uh, today, but I really appreciate your time and your thoughts. And on your own social media and uh, website, uh, Jerry, where can they find out about Queen's Reward? Queensreward.com is our website. We are on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, if you'll type in Queen's Reward, make, um, you'll you'll find us. Uh, Queen's Reward Mead, I think, is what it what it's under. Um, yeah, but we we are constantly putting stuff, and we've got a lot of things happening in our tasting room weekly and monthly. That's so. If you're in the area, stop by. It's just like we did trivia last night. It was it was loads of fun. We have food trucks out there at the meadery on the weekends, and um, we're just having a good time. Trivia with Mead, right? Be- yeah, you get smarter and smarter <laughs> as the night goes on. <laughs> All right, great. And David? Yeah, so uh, www.richdistilling.com, richdistilling.com. Facebook and Instagram are at Rich Grain Distilling Co. Um, and we do tours as well. We're open only on Saturdays, though, from 11 to 4. Um, so people can come and tour and taste uh, at the distillery on Saturdays. And it's better than a Kentucky or Tennessee uh, tour. That's right. right. Yeah, that's right. Not, and c- because they get the personal time and, and we talk, go real in depth about the whole process. Great, great. Remember, you can find our podcast at genuinems.com forward slash podcast. And if you're out there and you haven't joined and you want to become a member, we'd love to have you at genuinems.com forward slash membership. If you want to find out more about Lazy Magnolia Brewing Company or Queen's Reward Meadery and Rich Grain Distilling Company and the locations to purchase their products, you can go to GenuineMS.com. Look them up under the Crafted uh, section, and they will be there along with our other members, and we are inviting you to come check out Genuine Mississippi. Thank you, and again, uh, we appreciate all of your time today. Be sure to join us for our next Genuine Mississippi podcast, and we'll be discussing how local chefs and local farmers are connecting to bring unique local dishes to the table. We'll be talking next time to award-winning chef Derek Emerson, who has local 463 Urban Kitchen, Walker's Drive-In, Kate Wine Bar, and, and Parlor Market, as well as growers Jody Ryer of Ryer Farms in Lena, and Lee Bailey of Salad Days in Flora. Until then, as always, I'm Andy Gibson, and I am Genuine Mississippi. Mississippi.